On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to be talking about the idea of credit received as a proxy for risk. Before we go on, just a quick disclaimer. I'm not a financial advisor, and everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this today was um, this concept, you know, credit as a proxy for risk, it bridges two other concepts which are important to my trading style uh, one is the idea of credit targeting and for those of you who have followed me you will be familiar with this if you're not uh, you would want to go back and listen to episode eight of this podcast credit targeting and expectancy hacking to uh, familiarize yourself with that idea and the other is um, basically the concept that uh, less buying power is not always representative of less risk okay and that was the previous episode we just did episode 28 um and i see the idea of um you know because people always want to figure out how to size these strategies right so for me credit targeting is kind of a bottom you know bottom up approach right you start with your your annual goal which breaks down into a credit target um, based on the projected premium capture rate and so you're taking each trade you know one at a time and really targeting that credit which is the fundamental unit of of your trade right and that builds up to your return at the end of the day based on you know the premium capture rate after all the wins and losses and so that's one way to size the trade Um, on the other end kind of the top-down approach looking at the overall risk of the portfolio you know, because we've talked about how different instruments like um, SP1, SPX on portfolio margin or span margin with ES and MES, you know, those have very different levels of BPR and thus have different varying levels of leverage. And you want to limit the amount of notional risk, right? And so you kind of cap your buying power, um, you know, at 40%, 50%, or 20%, depending on which instrument you're trading. But in the middle, um, you know, because if you just look at the buying power overall, because that's going to essentially stay fixed depending on the instrument. And of course, there's expansion um, for ES. But just looking at a fixed uh, buying power doesn't necessarily give the idea of what you're actually risking. Right. That just gives you an idea of the margin that's being held. And this concept of um, I've talked about this in another episode, which is the idea of risk and practice versus risk and theory. Right. What do you actually stand to lose? Well, with my system of trading, because the loss amount, we're attempting to fix it or control it using the stop loss. Right. The stop loss is the main mechanism. Right. So if you have a credit target which you're using to size the trades, that is going to essentially dictate how much you're going to lose or how much you stand to lose from each of the trades individually, right? Now, I'm not um, accounting for gaps on this statement, right? Because gaps do happen, but that's going to pertain mostly to something like the 7 DTE strategy or the 2 to 3 DTE strategy where gamma risk is very high, and they're very prone to gaps, right? You've seen in my trade logs, you can have anywhere from 4x, 5x, I even had 10x loss on a 2-3 DTE um, this summer earlier uh, this year. But with the 45 DTE, 
and you know, 45 plus, right, when you go to 60 or 90, gamma is very low, and you're starting on a very low delta. So even with gaps, there is a very high chance that the risk is going to be contained, and you'll be able to control that exit at the expected 2x, okay? Now, you can verify that. You know, you go look at my trade logs. From this year, I think all the losses were pretty much right at the 2x level. Um, maybe if there's a 2.1, uh, that could be due to slippage, um, but otherwise, it's, it's they're all very clean. Now, even in the worst case, um, in this case, worst case meaning something like COVID, where there was like a circuit breaker limit down opening, we can go back and look at that in the back test. And I think the worst gap there was was something like 4x, 4.9x, 5x, and those were like two times during those two circuit breaker opens. And everywhere after that was mostly in a 2x range. Maybe there was like a 2.5, 2.4. But, but again, mostly very well contained. And those were extreme circumstances, right? So you can really think of the credit you receive as a proxy for your risk, right? You're not looking at, oh, if I put on a position, uh, regardless of what the product, the buying power is, 10,000, 20,000, 40,000, whatever it is, right? Now, yes, you have to keep that in mind because you don't want to get a margin call or run out of capital. But still, at the end of the day, the credit you receive is going to tell you an idea of how much you stand to lose. So when people ask, um, and this specifically for like the, the, the 45 plus strategy where you have multiple overlapping positions, right? And I've said that in this case, under the scenario where you're going to exit hard exit at 24 days in trade or 24 DIT, your maximum book size is 17. So I say budget for a total loss of 17 positions, right? Which is 2x. So if you're collecting, um, for example, 0.1% per position and you have 17 positions, that's you know, um, basically 1.7% premium percent as a relative percent of your account size, right? So 1.7% of credit you're holding. And so if you double that 2x, basically that's 3.4. So 3.4% is basically your drawdown or realized loss if, in fact, you have an entire book stopped out, which is actually quite unlikely. Um, I think that's happened maybe once or twice in the last um, decade, at least from what I remember. There's once, I think, early February in 2020. In fact, I don't even know if that was all 17. I mean, it was it was a lot of losses. You can see that in the back test. And I think basically the involvement get in. In 2018, I think that happened once as well. Um, but again, this idea that the credit received is a direct translation to what you stand to lose because of that stop loss. You can use that as a mental gauge for how big you are willing to size the trade, right? The capital usage is one thing, but credit received, that's that's a more direct feedback, right? Because with capital received, we, we've said that with the credit targeting aspect, as volatility goes up, you can actually use, you know, lower delta or less contracts. Um, so that, of course, will affect the buying power somewhat. But again, the the buying power used does not translate directly to how much you stand to lose, right? So this remembering that the two x stop loss is there will give you that direct feedback. And since we're on this topic, I kind of want to take a moment to explain one of the metrics that is in the um, capital efficiency study 
and this can be found at the strategy page for the 45 plus DTE. So if you if you aren't familiar with that or you don't have the link, go to my trading page, you know, www.thetradebusters.com, click the link over to the 45 plus DTE strategy and scroll over. There, there's a number of additional tabs now, but there is one called capital efficiency study. And you'll see that on um, there's a lot of metrics that I'm tracking for each of the kind of configurations of this strategy. And since I'm currently using what I call the 60-60, which is 60 DTE and 60% max profit, we'll look at this one. Um, this is at the moment of this recording, row 36. And I actually highlighted this cell in blue. And this column called value at risk, right? So for this configuration, value at risk is 0.16%. So what does that mean? I do have a little ex um, explanation on the right if you scroll over a bit. And I'll, I'll read this first, and then I'll kind of dive in a little bit. So value at risk. This represents the total credit you will be carrying on the books on average for each percent return that you size the strategy. For example, if you trade at 60 DTE with, and for some reason in this case I use the 50% max profit, um, and size the strategy to target annual 5% return on account, you'll be carrying an average of 0.9%, which is 0.18 times 5. No, so 0.9% credit on the books, and if the full book is stopped, you would have 2x or 1.8% loss. So that is an example I pulled from the 60 DT with 50% max profit. But um, for this podcast, I'll be looking at the 60% max profit, which is um, row 36. So remember that when we size these trades, we're sizing them based on the target return, which is related to the premium capture rate, which these are of course back-tested numbers, and that's sort of the expected return or capture rate going forward. Now that may change over time, and you know we may update these numbers, but this is based on um, five-year back-test 2016 to 2020. So if you look at the formula for value at risk, which is in K36, so it's equal to 1%, because I'm using that as the baseline, divided by the premium capture rate divided by 252 times G36, which is the average book size. So because remember, for a certain target return, right? So if I'm trying to capture, if I'm trying to make 1% return, I have to sell a higher amount of premium to capture that, right? So if I divide by the 0.28 or 20% capture rate, that's going to give me something like 3 point some odd percent. Um, so that's the premium you have to sell per year and divide by 252 because there's 252 entries per year for the strategy. That gives you the premium that you sell per entry. And then finally, I multiply by the average book size, meaning the credit you sell per entry times the average book size is on average how much premium you've collected on your entries for that book, right? And then of course we multiply by, so if you want to know your total book size, you multiply by the target return. So this was kind of normalized to a 1% return target. So if you're, if you, for example, size the strategy to get 10%, for example, you multiply everything by 10, right? So this particular configuration, 0.16% value at risk that's 0.16 percent credit you hold on the books on average for 
every percent return. So if I were sizing this strategy to have a 10% return, I would be basically holding 0.16 times 10, 1.6% of premium on an average book. That's what I'm holding in credit, right? And since my loss is two times that, that's what I'm limiting it at. Essentially, if that average book size, if that was all stopped out at once, you would lose 3.2%, right? That would be your realized loss. So now for some people that might seem like not a lot. Some people may think that's a lot. Again, that's sort of a worst case scenario because usually you're going to lose maybe two, three, four positions at a time. It's kind of rare that you have a situation in where you build up to, you know, the average book size or to a full book size, which is 17. And then all of a sudden I have some kind of tail event that wipes everything out. Now, fingers crossed that doesn't happen soon now that I've said that because, you know, for example, as of this recording today, September 11th, 2021, and this last week or the first week of September was, was pretty rough. So um, I haven't taken any winners. The book size is growing. I think I'm at like 13 positions, 14 positions. So by next week, if something doesn't come off, if the market doesn't reverse, I will have that full 17 position book, right? And going by these numbers, right, I'm going to basically have 0.16 times whatever my target return is times 17. And anyways, I've sized my trade thus um, in a manner which I'm okay with having that entire book wiped out at 2x, right? That's at a, that size of loss is something that I've accounted for and I'm okay with. But hopefully after listening to this episode, it gives you something to think about that, you know, yes, how much you want to make is one thing to focus on, right? That lets you kind of tune the size of the strategy, you know, keeping the buying power overall usage at an acceptable level, that's important too. But at the end of the day, now, how big should you really trade this? This is depending on how much you're okay losing kind of in a worst case scenario, right? So just keep that in mind. The credit you received is a proxy for your risk and practice given the mechanics of the strategy. All right, so let's leave it there for today. As always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It's available on most of your major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find more of my content on my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com, where you can find all of my strategy mechanics and trade logs, as well as essays I've written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.